Hello and welcome to the Hive Storytellers podcast. For each podcast we select a theme and I group, create and record fictional pieces for your listening pleasure. I'm Diane Gray and I will be taking you through our stories for this podcast, which are on the theme of friendship. And our first piece reminds us of those lifelong friends. Friendship. If you ever down a well, ring my bell. If you ever up a tree, just phone me. If you ever lose your teeth when you're out to dine, borrow mine. That's friendship, friendship, just a perfect blendship. When other friendships have been forgot, ours will still be hot. Who started school the same day as me? Got locked in the backyard shed with me when we were six. Took turns screaming for help. Joined my gang, my trusty girl Friday. Helped me to hospital when I fell out of a tree. Passed me a hanky during the 11 plus and my nose was streaming. (sniffs) Dropped stink bombs in a posh Newcastle store on our last day of school. Wrote her name on my school straw hat. It's there forever. Was always up for an adventure. Who dared to swim in the North Sea in bikinis in February? Wrote a play with me, agonised over every word. Talked of boyfriends long into the night. Danced and screamed at the animals at the Club of Gogo. Stole the show in a shining blue dress when she was my bridesmaid. Stayed with me the night my dad died. Gave me a book of wacky poems by John Lennon on my 21st birthday. Was always up for an adventure. Who brought strawberries in winter when I was ill? Came to see me in a play out in the back of beyond. Always understands my emails, reads between the lines, shares worries about our kids. It just goes on. Is ready to burst into song at the drop of a hat. And who is still up for an adventure? Only you. Do do loo loo do do do. Friendship was written and narrated by Anne Ridley. Sound effects by Mike Ridley. Now Lorna and David remind us how friends can help, or maybe not as the case may be. Right, friend. Didn't you suggest I should try your fancy new torture machine? Get you back to supreme fitness, you said. <sighs> Try me your ultra fitness treadmill. Absolutely. Do I sound fit to you? Were you walking or running? Walking. What birth balloons? For how long? A whole hour. <laughs> Half an hour. Felt more like this. I don't think it likes me. It kept changing speed and the gradient. 
and you were more off it than on it. Can I help it if I've delicate skin? The princess and the pea has no on my blistered heel and three toes. Cost me a small fortune, all those plasters. I was just trying to help. I'll be dead before I'm fit. What I want is a new body that works. Imagine going to a shop and saying, I'll have that streamlined one with big blue eyes and long blonde hair. <laughs> Dream on. That piece was written and performed by Lorna Wyndham and David Bye. Next, we have a rather philosophical look at insensitivity and friends. Why did I do it? Once more in a while, I'm in a state again. Without intent, offending someone I'd regard as a friend. Honestly, I was oblivious to any hurt being caused at the time. Now I must repair what harm hubris caused to restore our peace of mind. Remembering should ensure no repeat of these embarrassments that have been. Mine is a conscience that dwells on guilt for blunders I could have foreseen. Then again, we all must think we are the most sensitive person we know. When disturbed by others' actions, we'll wonder, how could they hurt me so? Of course, nowadays it's easy to offend in a world quick to judge us online. The slightest misinterpretation overblown to the level of a crime. But remember this uncomfortable truth, of which you might not be aware. We're all insensitive to some things or someone. It doesn't mean we don't care. No matter who or when, we each likely have an emotional blind spot. It's how we are wired, our experiences or persona, whether others like it or not. I'm not making excuses for myself, but no one can have perfect accuracy to predict who will be put out by what or why in their personal sensitivity. We can't be admired by everyone we've known or get it right all the time. Only narcissists would think so of themselves. Either that or they're out of their minds. So, please, friend, I know my mistake now and I'm sorry. And if you want to forgive, I'll learn and turn our lives into one more aware and less insensitive. Insensitive was written and performed by Andrew Ball. And for our final story this time, we hear from the long-term friends Bill and Sid. Bill and Sid meet up once a week at the Marine Park Cafeteria in South Shields. This week is their love in the air. Morning Sue, Tina the being a sunny please pet. Sid's in early, sitting at the back. Is he alright? Well he's been a little quiet lately. If I'd asked it would walk between us. Here's your sandwich, Bill. Thanks, Sue. I'll see what's up with him. Oh, hi, Bill. I didn't see you come in there. How are you? I'm all right. The question is, what's going on in your boiler, mate? You've been too quiet of late. Oh, sorry about that, Bill, me old mate. You know I've been researching my family history. So I've been down the library looking up ancestry. So that's what's made you unhappy. Then stop doing it. No, no, Bill. It's interesting finding out about your family's past. Well then, what's the problem? 
if you must know, I've met someone in the library. Barbara's her name. God blame your girlfriend. Is she the last with the big glasses who walks in the canteen? No, no, she works in the history department. Was it love at first sight? Well, it was sort of real. Stop asking questions. So what's the problem then? I promise I'll help. I will, honestly. Best friends and all. Okay, if you must know, I've asked her out. But she's very shy and won't go on a date. Not without her best friend and workmate, Cecilia. Oh, no, Sid. I'm not going on another one of them blame dates. You said you'd help. Not two minutes ago. Best friends and all, you said. Aye, but how the hell can I go on a blame date when I'm married? And have two ex-wives? Never mind all the kids and grandkids wanting to run sushis. One word, me old mate. Disguise. Disguises? What bloody disguises? Leave it to me. Meet me here tomorrow at 11.30 for coffee. <laughs> well, I'm here. What's the plan? I've been to see Lionel, the lad who helps run the amateur dramatics. You know, we helped out last year moving the sets around the stage of that comedy play, Moby Dick. <laughs> I remember... Bobby Dick fell on you, the biggest fish you ever caught. All right, all right, <laughs> let's not go there. The point being, the lead actor was bald, not a hair on his head, so they bought him a wig and a full beard to play Captain Ahab. It's just a job. Be at main Saturday morning about 10.30 and we'll get sorted. This had better walk, Sid. A walk in the park, son. A walk in the park. Sid, are you there? It's 10.30, man. Just come in. I'm in the front room. Hey, look at this lot. I've given a brush up. What do you think? Well, the hair sitting on that bust. The colour, salt and pepper. It looks great. And the beard too. Let's have a go, Sid. It's just looking real. Looking good, Bill. Yeah. Have a butcher's in the whole mirror. Well, what do you think, mate? Bloody hell, that looks. Well, I never. It's like I'm 25 again, Sid. So you're happy? Yeah, I think we can pull this blind head off. No one will recognise me in this get-up. You look good too, in your three-piece suit, your hat and your stick. You look like Sherlock Holmes, man. Yeah. Bill, me old mate, you've gone from Deli Savalilis to George Kuguni in five minutes. <laughs> right, grab your coat. We're meeting the lasses at twelve o'clock outside Minchella's. Sid, are you sure I look all right? You look fantastic. No time for cold feet now. As that intrepid detective would say, the game is afoot. We've got time for a quick paint at the lookout, then walk down Ocean Road. There's two ladies standing in front of Minchellas. Is that them? Hello, Barbara. This must be Cecilia. Pleased to meet you. This is George. Shall we go in? Ladies first.
Well said. That went as good as it could. Considering you didn't tell me you were changing my name, mate. I have to say it, didn't attack softly. I could hardly hear a word. I had to me here and read up as well. What did you expect? They do work in the library. I thought it was very brave of Barbara telling the guy on his movie to be quiet two tables up. Seems like she kind of switch off from work. Cecilia was very giggly. I only heard one sentence. That was past the brood source, please. Mind, she said that four times. Well, oh, Cecilia. I didn't think she'd be breathing <laughs> any <laughs> time soon. <laughs> it went very well. In fact, I, I enjoyed being with the ladies for a change. But I think you're right. I'm too long in that tooth for romance. I said pardon far too many times. She started writing things down for us to read. So I think, well, you win some, you lose some. Today, we lost. Oh, heck. There's a couple of me grandkids, Stephen and Maisie, coming along Ocean Road. Don't worry, Bill. They'll never know who we are. Hi, Grandad, Uncle Sid. Where are you going dressed like that? A fancy dress dance? Yes, at the old people's home. Tell him I was asking after her. Yeah, you two go. Take a Maisie for ice cream and manchellas. Grandad, we're doing American history at school. You look like George Washington, the old president. Bye, Grandad. Bye, Grandad. Uncle Sid. Bye, kids. Bye. That was quick thinking, Bill. Five minutes earlier and the game would be up. Are you coming back to me to take off that disguise? Nah, yeah, I think we'll go for a walk through the park. Well, when you look at the reflection in those shop windows, we definitely look like a pair of bobby dazzlers. Just living the dream. Yeah, yeah just, just living the dream. Happy days. <laughs> Bill and Sid was written by Michael Keane. Bill was played by John Caffrey. Sid was played by Michael Keane. Sue was played by Diane Gray. Grandkids were played by Charlie and Millie Rouse. If you've enjoyed listening to our stories, please do let us know. Our group meets every Wednesday, sometimes virtually, other times in person. If you're interested in getting involved in writing, performing or producing audio drama and podcasts, please do get in touch. You can contact us by emailing us at hive underscore radio underscore storytellers at outlook.com or you can message us or leave comments on our Facebook page. Just search for Hive Radio Storytellers. This podcast has been produced by the Hive Radio Storytellers.